It's a podcast without fear. Cape Crisis. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Henry Gilbert. After taking a week off, we are back. Sorry, guys. Work got in the way, but not this time. This is Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. As you may know, I have passed 2,500 followers. Hurrah! Sound effect. Um, looking for one. Jesus, really? Fantastic. I think you don't. You know, I think it's. I think it's um, interesting that you don't have any applause have, or any positive no, no, things. No. You only want to make fun of your the, friends. The, your uh, the answer to that would bore everybody. So. Okay. Anyway, that boring person is Jeez. co-host Christopher Antista. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hi, Hank. You took a week off, but at least there was a new video game show to take your place. That's right. To completely run run Cape Crisis out of town. Henry. I know. It's, it's taking our day. We got we to gotta fight back. We do. We're going to fight back this episode. Although, I am putting it at APB. Ann just asked me if I can remember a movie with a talking knife that kills people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said no. Nope. And she oh, said she wrote a report on it but it also could have been a dream so she, I, the idea of her I, writing a report on a dream well <laughs> but anyway to help us beat net this bother ain't about it on twitter or maybe it's right in the vg vg video vg game apocalypse you're the one who picked the Not seo um, unfriendly name for it buddy or did uh, i get both mm. uh anyway to help us take back the night that was my is uh, is our special brett guest elston God, this is horrible. Uh, it's, this is a late one for this me. I'm so one. sleepy. This is partly oh. my fault. So no, we had a lot of fun. It's, it's been my fault. It's been it's been a it's been a long week. <laughs> Good God, uh, it's been a long week. I am really tired. My eyes hurt. Um, but mm-hmm. I as as I feel, I want to wave the date master flag a bit. Yes, um, as you reminded us all, it being Valentine's Day, the day this episode posts, probably. Mm-hmm. Let's pray. <laughs> It'll be Valentine's Day somewhere uh, in, our, in Hawaii. In Hawaii, maybe. Uh, um, uh, and I, you know, made a video that you'll probably see, which is also going to affect Chris's life. But mm-hmm. uh, that was Valentine related, and so that was time sensitive. And I tried to bang on that and get that done, which has made me wore out. But the other thing I realized, like last weekend, was the fact that February fourteenth, two thousand thirteen, makes mm-hmm. the Daredevil movie literarily. Uh, ten years old, and mm. really soak that around in your head. Like the, the Daredevil Fine movie is a decade old. Get the appropriate music. Think on. of Good how God. old you were when you watched Daredevil the first time. It's I know, twenty-two. So it's not even anything. Yeah, I'm twenty. No, that's what made me. Oh, come on! I, that's where you're using that up already. No, this is this is like playing. Time to skip to the good part. This is like singing "Don't Stop Believing" right away. That's a lot of distortion. So, uh, yeah. but uh, I, I was like, I was insistent, like, okay, we should all sit together and watch the director's cut, which I've owned since I bought it on release day, and I, I do own the original copy too. I own both mm. copies of this movie. Wow, this unofficial YouTube video of the song that is just the lyrics in Comic Sans font uh, has two million uh, views. Why nothing, is this song? Nothing you ever do on YouTube will ever no. achieve two million views. Why would this? Why did this song hit it so big? I don't get. I'm not even part of the mm. man. That song sure sucks. It's like yeah, it's a boring, dumb song. But like, 
I'm really am baffled at like a, it's con- a, it's a video a with a song. Yeah, it's very. Uh, so, but yeah, anyway, so we watched we watched the Daredevil director's cut. director's cut. I really wanted us to watch it and talk about it on the day that's the movie's ten years old. That's kind of mm-hmm. crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of snuck up on me. Yeah, and I have not seen it since it came out in theaters. Wow, uh, since it came out on Kazaa for me. Oh, you you bad boy. I know. Um, we yeah, I remember it was in the afterglow of uh, Spiderman. Spiderman had had come out the previous summer. X two, X two had well, X two well. had not come no, out X2 yet. X two was in coming in the next few months. This was this was this was like the second. So Spiderman hit it big in May of '02, and X Men was in 2000. So we're like, okay, well. It's weird this that is the new reality. It's weird that Daredevil's the next thing in line. Yeah, but okay, let's go for it. And I, I had just got back into comics thanks to partly, uh, well, the Spider-Man movie obviously um, being announced and coming out. Um, but then, like, I don't remember what it was, but USA Today posted like the first picture of Ben Affleck in the costume. Because that used to be a thing back before every character was already outed. Yeah. Because right now we know all the series that are going on. We know all the characters. We all know what they look like. But it used to be a big deal when, mm-hmm. hey, here's the new Superman. I cannot wait to see Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Why well, still? T- <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. You could see you you'll see like onset photographs yeah. of people sort in their. Costumes, but I mean, we know what Thor looks like. We know what Iron Man bo- looks like. It was like. before the uh, the outfits and the superheroes revealed exclusively by Toy Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. EW gets a lot of reveals though. Yeah, but like something about that, something about that costume made me go. You know, I realized I don't really know much about Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I actually need to start reading the comics. It just so happened there was twenty five cent issue around that exact time. Started reading Daredevil right in the uh, Trial of the Century storyline, White is Tiger, White thing. Tiger stuff, Bendis Malieve, which leads. You know, it's part of the whole Out series that leads right into Low Life and Hardcore. Amazing Bendis Malieve run that goes all the way into the Brubaker run. Which then goes into the Diggle era that I don't really like at all, which then canceled that series and then finally became the Mark Wade run Daredevil, which is which, so good, right? Which now. is pretty really good. good. But if you are looking for an entry point for Daredevil, I really do recommend the Bendis Malieve run. I know you could start probably without or underboss. I happen to come on with yeah. uh, Trial of the Century, and that that some, whatever it was about. You want to explain these storylines at all? Uh, well, I know them. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the big there was a big status quo change where it was basically. Uh, Daredevil's identity is outed, and, and it's, it wasn't that secret of an identity. Yeah, that point that's the anyway. thing. It was always nebulous, but then it became like an ongoing saga that mm-hmm. people generally know he's Daredevil, and even mm-hmm. though he denies it constantly and mm-hmm. still tries to push it down, now all the villains are like, "Really?" So yeah, it's this. Are, it's kind yeah. of the status quo for years that like people There's, know who he is. So that sets up all these really cool stories of him trying to play it down while these villains basically come at him. I love the scene early on in the out storyline where he um he you know he's suing the newspaper that outed him and saying that he is not, you know, he's like you're lying you're lying I'm not Daredevil retracted or I'm going to sue you for a billion dollars. Uh and he's suing the guy and then he asks, you know, uh they are. It's the owner of the newspaper and his lawyer, and they're going like, "Well, how should we retract it?" And uh, and Daredevil or Matt Murdock asks for such specific things. Then the newspaper guy is like, "No, you know what? That is exactly <laughs> to the dot what I would have agreed to. You knew exactly <laughs> what I was going to, and I think you are Daredevil. So fine, let's put this in the courts for five years. I don't care, right? Because you're out already." You're mm. screwed as it is, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, such a cool scene. Yeah, I would. Uh, you should definitely start with just the 
They have them now in just three big collections, mm. like the Bendis Maliver. Okay. It's, it's all not, worth not digitally. I think the uh, Wade one yeah, just came out Yeah, but you want to buy it through Amazon. Oh! On the, on the it's true. On buy it through episode. Amazon links, give Kenry a nickel, and everybody gets some money. Wait a minute. I don't get no money. But anyway. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we watched the movie again, yes. and I remember because by the time the movie mm. came out that I was reading Trial of the Century under Boss and Hardcore, I think, I don't remember how many of those had actually resolved at that point, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, wow, I actually get Daredevil. So as a kid, I was just like, Daredevil is a low-rent Spider-Man. He can't swing on rooftops, but... low-rent Batman. Well, he's like both. He's kind of them together. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like... The comic at the time, the way Bendis was writing him, and I am pretty exhausted with Bendis at the mo- in the modern era. But <laughs> at the time, I really did like what he did, and um, well, it helped. It helped give me some context of that's why Daredevil is cool. It's the street level stuff, mm-hmm. lower level than Batman, but he occasionally rises to the level of acrobatics and daring do that Spider Man would get. But a decade ago, the idea of Bendis working on a superhero book was kind of new. Yeah, that's true. That's now also a big part of it. He's been Mr. He was Mr. Avengers for a decade, and yeah. he's done with that. Which is why um, Brubaker then taking it over was also a great fit, because it's like Brubaker typically... I mean, he did Cap forever as well, but yeah, like even but, Cap is... I mean, Cap gets... But he did his Catwoman run, but he's definitely... He's much better with... L- l- like living level street level heroes, yeah, yeah. Not, not suit, and the not movie, galactic the dudes. movie tries to go yeah. that route, well, showing so him, let's... showing him beat up, showing him scarred, and pulling his teeth out. And... The movie has so many great <laughs> moments, though. Let, let's go through the cast, though, <laughs> just in case you don't know the movie. So, the cast, the main characters are Ben Affleck plays yeah. Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Garner plays uh, Electra. Electra Nachos. Uh, um, uh, we have Colin Farrell playing Bullseye. No. Michael Clark Duncan as King Kong. And the late Michael Clark the Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan and also John Favreau bringing up the rear as Franklin Foggy Nelson. And yeah, Foggy Nelson. He is he is great as mm-hmm. Foggy Nelson. And then uh, well, that's what I, the the newer Daredevils I read. Foggy Nelson is not portrayed like an imbecile. Yeah, or a, he's well, more it, of a. Well, I think a it's put upon guy. Yeah, it's yeah. over the years he's just become so exhausted dealing with mm-hmm. Murdoch but that he's just kind in of like some of the more recent stuff. He's outright competent and even yeah. genius. I think yeah. I think that's what's happened is I think over the years it's got to this point where like no one could realistically expect him to still be kind of a bumbling goof mm-hmm. and kind of have a you know a fun comic relief oh, character. Thanks, it's, Matt. And, and he was never like and everything I've ever read. He was never like total goofball. And Matt had to let him in on the secret too. Like, yeah. I'm Daredevil. Like, it wasn't yeah. it the thing that he knew all along and just never mentioned. No, it? he didn't. Know. That's no? it, mate. Nice. Or is it? <laughs> or was it? Uh, yeah. Or will it? Happen? There was a recent Spider-Man comic where again they tried to play the card of like, look, I know Peter. When Peter's trying to like say, "Lo, really, I'm responsible for his death. I, I want to do something good," and she's like, "I know, Peter." I'm like, "No, guys, come on. She can't unless you're going to kill her." Next month, like <laughs> she can't actually know he's Spider Man and just be like, "Yeah, you're Spider Man. I know. I, I let's just pretend." Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> so the other thing about kind of the meta game going into the Daredevil movie is um, people were tired of Ben Affleck. Yeah, so this, but well, they were tired of. I think they were tired of Jennifer Lopez. Well, they were yeah. through. Well, it was the whole. It was Benifer. No, yeah. I, to be fair to everybody listening, Ben Affleck did suck. And made a lot well, of shitty movies, no, no, and he's the he, worst part about Daredevil. He was 
good. He he himself is a good actor and a smart person. He's he, a fine actor. And he good. I said good. Did I say great? Did I, I say he, even Emmy he can, winning? He can be good, but he wasn't. He wasn't really good in stuff back but then. But I I think it was. He like he had a gambling and drinking problem. This is not. It doesn't matter the time. I'm just saying he made a lot of mistakes. He's like the one person in that movie that I would love to recast. And I don't give well, a fuck you about. You have Jennifer to Garner. have a movie star in those movies. I like, know. I would love to thing. recast Daredevil. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, we're I, on I a think podcast. We can talk about it. Yeah, he's too mm-hmm. known. He like even back then he was too like uh, getting Tobey Maguire to be Spider Man was not like. Wow, mm-hmm. what? That's a huge get. It's like, okay, I can see a small dude who's actually going to be a plodding fucking sad face dude. Who's been in good movies yeah. as an actor, but yeah. never is the lead of a film. Yeah, I, want, so, like, I want Michael Shannon. I'm just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. I don't now know Michael Shannon, he's going to be Zod soon. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, but so, yeah, going into that movie, that, that kind of was a thing, and then... The Evanescence music and just the, the overall soundtrack is like generally like yeah. aggressive and it's it, a whole yeah yeah it's so like I mean like every twenty minutes there's a new song that's like clearly mm-hmm. like please buy the Daredevil soundtrack in cassette and CD-ROM now it's just like so, I, I think a majority of teenagers think that the song uh, "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence opens up with police sirens. <laughs> so I'm used to. Like in in, te- in films for teenagers that are not supposed to be timeless, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be chewed up and spit away. Like, yeah, that that I'm used to hearing the hottest new tracks. Yeah, in a it film. was a big mistake to tie a comic yeah. book mo- character movie yeah. to us. Like Spider Man has like Macy Gray show up, but it's like yeah. they don't call her Welcome Macy Gray. They don't, they don't trot out the Sum Forty One or Dashboard confessional music to the credits. And yeah. also Macy Gray sings, I think, for two seconds yeah. and then goes, What's that? Yeah. Like, Although the Spider Man credits song is Hero. So yes. <laughs> But again, they keep it to the, the Nickelback only... also unironically in the Daredevil soundtrack. Yeah. Spider Man two does have like raindrops keep falling in my head on it, but that is intentionally That's dated. That's right? fine. But yeah. the, the Sum forty one song mm-hmm. I think we'll have to come into the next break with it's that. A bad song. It is it is offensive. It is terrible. There's a killer song in Spider Man three as well that I hardly ever hear mm-hmm. anywhere. But um Yeah, Jazz. like as my it's like at the time I watched it, I was so like just kind of still in the afterglow of seeing Spider-Man, and it was like, wow, this is going to happen. We're going to get mm. superhero movies. This like at this point, it's very like we've had an Avengers movie, people. Mm. It's such a it's over. Like the 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 shock of the only thing that's left that's going to blow me away is the fact of Guardians of the Galaxy is actually <laughs> good. That they're leaving Earth. Marvel is officially leaving. Yeah, Earth. that that fact that movie is happening is another like mind blowing yeah. moment to me. That will be a Spider Man level moment where I'm like, I can't believe you did this. Mm-hmm. So Daredevil was the next one in line. So I was kind of like, you know. Rose-colored glasses, kind of thing, much like his mask. <laughs> um, right. Plus, I, plus, I was also like, "Wow, I'm really into Daredevil too." The comics have been really good, yeah. and I went and I kind of forced myself to like it. And then I bought it when it came out and I watched it again. I'm like, yeah, it's still good. And then now I'm in this modern renaissance where any comic book movie I go back and watch so, again, I realize I hate all of them. When I go back to his costume, like I think yeah, it's 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 annoying that just in that time this was. Post X Men, where they're like, well, every costume's got to be leather. It looks silly yeah. of his cloth, and maybe it would look silly of his cloth. You see the cloth costume that Christopher Reeves has. Yeah, it does look. It looks silly, but I'm cool with that because it's supposed to be comic booky and like. Yeah. And also, though, uh, you know, Superman 
doesn't have to look cool. That's his thing yeah. to me. But it's like if you want Daredevil to be in like some sort of somewhat battle ready, tough leather hide thing. Yeah. One, leather is not all that flexible if you're in a leather no. suit. As we could tell by some of the, the few scenes where he had to run on camera. Yeah, he like, runs like Robocop. Like the T-1000. Um, and the other thing is, uh, if you wanted to play it serious at all, he should not have an embroidered DD on his chest, breast. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. that's where the look, that's where the alligator goes, sir, not where your logo goes. Yeah, it seemed like a, a, a bad compromise. Like, well, he's got to have his logo. That's his logo. Yeah, well, but we have a zipper in the middle, guys. We yeah. can't put the logo there. He doesn't, he doesn't mm. need that. So watching it again with you guys now, and then a year later, the director's cut came out, and it added, it added 30 minutes of footage, including mm-hmm. uh, extra footage of them actually being lawyers and doing a case that is tangentially related to the overall plot. <laughs> and with who? And their client is Coolio. <laughs> uh, but there's some being, cool Having recently been thrown out of the Gangster's Paradise. Yes, but... There's some cool scenes there, and Mark Mark Steven Jackson was the director who later made a mu- I'd say a, I would say a worse film in, in Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is worse. Yeah, um, but Daredevil has it. One, it's it's hearts in the right place. That's what I would say. It is. It clearly wears its inspiration on its sleeve. It's just like that's that's that movie is one of those things that terrifies me now as someone who works in games. Uh, Here's someone, someone with their heart in the right place. Yes, it's like, here's someone with their heart in the right place, all the best intentions, and look what came out the other end. And you're like, well, how did I go wrong? I'd like to think the director's cut alone implies that some control was taken away no, from him. No, I definitely think I he don't think lost he a lot of his probably didn't pick the soundtrack. We're going to introduce Electra as a new hero. Well, number one, they were probably like putting that hip music in there because they could make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, they could, yeah. like, oh, we'll sell the soundtrack more. This is a money thing. What about the timelessness of my film? Come on. Yeah. This is for kids, <laughs> they say. Meanwhile, that Daredevil 70s pitch that was going around. I forgot I what the deal was with that. <laughs> but also, Fox just makes bad... Fox movies. isn't good at genre films, honestly. Movies. Like, yeah, they... Movies. How they treated Aliens, how they treated Predator, how yeah. they treated Die Hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking... They're the, ATMs. They're, yeah. I like Fox. Predators. Predators is fine. It's fine for But they also... And, and they made... They're responsible for Fantastic Four. Yep. They're responsible for like going like, hey, well, hire Brett Ratner when Singer's gone. Who cares? But I mean, how much of that is on this ambiguous Fox that well, Fantastic Four is a bad movie? Some some high ranking executive in Fox they hired the director understand. of Barbershop, right? Well, then you hear about Rise of the Planet of the Apes not having the same director. Because the director said, I'd love to come back and do it, but the movie had a release date before we had a script, and I can't. Yeah, that's bad. There's no time. That's exactly it. And they're going to do it anyway. I love that. The only plus side for Marvel right now is that they basically hired Mark Miller to like run the Marvel film. The trash DC's movie. Yeah, oh yeah. Quick, (laughs) Quick funny story, news story. So the... First off, the Justice League film is apparently back on pause. It's, it's been pushed the off in 2021. And, well, <laughs> seriously. I hear that part. But seriously. The, the behind-the-scenes reason apparently was that the first script they got was awful. Mm-hmm. Like, terrible script. Do they all turn into dogs or something? What, I don't what's know. What's so awful? Like, like this script? Yeah, I don't know how bad a script could be for it to come in. We like, produced well, Catwoman, but this movie yeah. made us stop this in our This kills track. the film. We can't do it. I have it. a feeling the very executives reading the Justice League, League script don't know a fucking thing about Justice League. Maybe it was very there's, true to Justice yeah, League. There's, there's no good script they can get. This is unfilmable. What the... F- yeah, so then that's what Mark Miller basically said. So he they're said, a traveling band of singers. 
So Mark Miller uh, had a quote saying that... It's like One Direction with capes. So! That uh, Justice, Justice League sends like a great way to waste $200 million. Because he said, like, you can't... How can you make The Flash make sense? And, like, you have to sell the audience on The Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Superman all existing in the same universe. Like, you have to... In well, one movie. I don't disagree that... Justice League is a mu- is a really hard thing, and it, mm-hmm. throw in Martian Manhunter while you're at it. Yeah, um, but then it's like I don't, you know, t- ten years ago, if you said how are you going to make Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America mm-hmm. exist slowly. in the same movie? Well, slowly yeah, built to it, but so well. Meanwhile, the Justice League movie just sounded like Avengers. Uh, like yeah, the, no, it the, seemed the, very the, reactionary. The president of Warner Brothers says. I see this movie Avengers came out and made a billion dollars. Don't we have like Justice That's Avengers? My or impression something? that, like, hey, why aren't you guys uh, making Avengers? <laughs> I heard we had a thing. My my thirteen. So we have it. We have an Avengers, right? Hey, I grew up watching Super Friends. Hey, we ain't got one of them That's up not there. The Avengers, Super Friends, the movie, right? One of the twins, a monkey. What country is this guy from? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. What country? What era is he from? <laughs> You'll like, never he went, from, he went from the Bronx to Italy <laughs> to like Georgia. Uh, I think the key was so, me moving a little off. Well, mic. meanwhile, Chris Pratt character. just got cast as the as the ah, human, the main human. Peter Quill. You need to tell Peter me how Quill. to feel about that. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I'm pretty down with this. Yeah, I'm, he's played action ish type stars. Well, see, what was his, his role in Moneyball, where he's not a total buffoon? Mm-hmm. I don't. But and he actually he Zero acts, Dark Thirty. He's I not. A, I, you might be surprised that I haven't seen that movie okay. because don't support terror. Uh, no. No, Osama Bin Laden was my uncle, and I didn't appreciate it. Why do you hate women directors? I do. (laughs) Point Break is one of my favorite movies of all time, directed by another cast. I heard a funny uh, uh, thing about the the Punisher War Journal movie Mm. that had the the woman who chose to direct it. She only did it like she she read the script like this is shit, but. There, she she was inspired to do it because she said there are no women directing action films. It would be just Catherine Bigelow. So she was like, "I'm going to direct an action film then, and and hopefully some women, some girl, one woman out there will think I can direct an action film too." Mm-hmm. I like she said she had no idea who the character was and yeah. didn't totally care for him, and then just like went to the internet and like, "What do you guys want to see in a Punisher movie?" So she did it. Yeah, <laughs> so she did it. She made That's the Punisher a good way movie. To make a Punisher movie, honestly, yeah. why not? Well, but the but so before the Punisher movie came out, yeah, there was Daredevil, and the soundtrack, man, oh man, like it's not just it's just dated, which it is extremely so. It's that it is the most on the nose soundtrack of oh Daredevil, yeah, of Daredevils yeah. since uh, like the last Unicorn. I remember. <laughs> wow, I don't know if you guys watched the last Unicorn. I have. It's been I like have. five years. You're like yeah. I'm wa- like a song. The no, soundtrack by Chicago, America. Road. Yeah, they're walking or by America. That's right. Walking man's road. And they're walking man's road as the characters walk down. Yeah, well, so. no, the songs were like, here's Bullseye. He's played up as super Irish in this movie. And like in the background is top of the morning to you. It's this fucking rap about the first line of the song is like I'm Irish. I'm, I, I'm Irish. I'm Irish. Believe the doom Irish. They could like, have gotten away with all of it and just they clearly licensed a hip song for four seconds. Yes. When the sun rises to tell you that morning is hit. Morning is here. And then, and then like it starts and like it shows his eyes and like the Evanescence song when it comes on like it waits till it shows a close up of him like 
I can't see when you were right in front of me. Yes. It's like, yes, I got yeah. it. And then, like, every and shot. As the camera pans up to reveal Kingpin, I'm an outlaw. I'm an outlaw. I'm on, on the draw. And it's like, Ugh. every time there's a new song, it's like, free. do you not trust me to feel emotions? Like, <laughs> I, I don't need to be narrated via song. Is it a musical? <laughs> Why would you pay all the money to license these songs? And then, and then music now makes me feel old because yes. when I hear those songs now, I was like, "Well, those are current songs, still, right? Like that's still, that's still in the current song file." In I, my do, brain. I I file that into the the period. Oh, I talk about this too much. Where like right after Clear Channel was allowed to buy up all the radio stations, and people could pay one person to yeah. uh, throw a bunch of people on the radio. Those that genre of music never really had the amount of fans yeah. to the ratio of its reach. Yeah. So we were hearing those songs. Nobody really likes them. Yeah. <laughs> There's not as yeah. many Nickelback fans as there are, are Nickelback songs played on the radio every day. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun fact. Uh, Daredevil uh, at the time was the second biggest February opening ever. Behind what? Behind. What do you, what, uh, do you think? Day. February? February release. I will tell you. I, I saw this Cats movie. Cats and Dogs 2. You've got mail. <laughs> Uh, that was probably February or March, Henry. That's very good. I'm uh, trying to think of a romantic comedy. Uh, so February, it's not a romantic comedy. It was rated R, so that's Ooh. also impressive. Uh, Bloody Valentine, Matrix, uh, think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I don't have my dates in front of me, but I'm thinking it was two years prior. So 2001 February movie number one, at, at least as of this time. Uh, pre nine eleven. That has no World bearing. Center adventure has no bearing on this movie, by the way. <laughs> it's a sequel. A sequel, 2001. To a rated R movie. R-rated. Uh, to... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Close. The Texas Chainsaw Thematically Massacre. close in that there is a gore out, a gross out scene at the end. Uh, Scream Hostile 2. Scream 3. No, not, that was 2000, Henry, please. <laughs> Nobody remembers this but you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, I give up. Come on. Starts with an H. Halloween. Close. Hostile. <laughs> it's uh, a person's name. House. Uh, Party <laughs> Hitch. I said Hitch already, didn't I? It stars a Sir, Sir Alec in it. No, Sir Ian McClellan starts with it. Sir A, Sir Alec Baldwin. Uh, he was in Thor. What? And, oh, Anthony Hannibal. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, the, when this movie came out in February, it the also, one where we watched Ray, Ray Liotta eat his own brain. It also reminded me that. I, I think it's when exactly I first. What I did while watching. I think it's when I first <laughs> realized that uh, February films are where shitty films go. It's like January, the February. Dumping ground. Yeah, it wasn't dumping good enough to win an Oscar. It wasn't good enough to come out this summer. Mm-hmm. That's when they announced Gangster Squad, and when that came However, out, I do like, think Observant Report came out then. And yeah, it's also when misunderstood, uh, misunderstood <laughs> movies get drooped. You cannot do the comic <laughs> show as comic guy. Uh, well, oh, is that a comic guy? Also? It was a, it was veering on it. New, I guess. <laughs> um, what else about Daredevil? Um, yeah. Uh, it, also, well, his hair was his hair was his barely hair, red. His hair is not red. Let's, well, that was what did Anne say? It was raining on him, and it, his hair was repelling water like duck feathers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The just, funniest line was what what you said is that there's a criminal beating some guy up against the wall, and <laughs> the he stands up, and a silhouette comes over, and the guy looks around, and then finally gets his due, and he's like, "I would have been here sooner, but I had to frame my entrance." Just <laughs> yeah. right. Well, he he leaves because he's making out with Carmen uh, Carmen Electra. Yes, Jennifer. Well, we Gardner. Uh, uh, they should just cast Carmen Electra in that role. Making out with TV screens doesn't count, suddenly. Uh, but he, like, I have to go. What? I have to go. Leave you here stranded on the rooftop. 
Cut to it's now not raining where he goes. He's in Daredevil outfit, and the dude's still getting beat up. This yes. implies minutes upon minutes have passed. At the best, 20, 20 minutes have like, passed. I will even go 10. The idea of a, of a street fight lasting 10 minutes, that is they live territory of street fight. And it's, it's a very one-sided fight. The dude just getting thrown around, and then, yeah, it's just so he can stand in the shadow and cut this impressive silhouette against the brick wall. Well, and then that fucking... And then right after that... Back into the obviousness of that film, mm-hmm. a kid is afraid of him after seeing him beat <laughs> up a guy. And this is a scene we've seen in others. Like this is this is a classic scene you see in tons. Of, like it was in Monsters Inc. For example, like where the kid's afraid of someone who's out to protect him, and so then he. I was gonna say it's it's what's that uh, Daredevil storyline? It's one of my favorite that I've ever read, mm-hmm. where Daredevil. Uh, he gets in a fight with a boy's father in front of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but it's, so in this one, then the kid you goes. What that's, that's called. Oh, no, I can't remember. Oh, I you did. But then the kid, uh, the kid is crying, and then he just leaves and goes like, "I'm not a bad guy. I, I'm not a bad guy." Not a bad and then cut to him brooding on a rooftop. I'm not the bad guy. And then at the end of the film, when he's like, "Well, why didn't you kill Kingpin?" I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy. But man, the I'm fight scene at the end where he breaks Kingpin's legs. Very Macaulay Culkin. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, when he breaks his legs, they're fucking gross, man. He just like, It's just I'm the not, way it looks. Yeah. It's just like, God, that man has to weigh like 900 pounds. And the idea of him falling mm-hmm. down on his broken legs is just well, a sack of potatoes. You're so used to like something more clever done by the superhero. Yeah, to it's so brutal. Like, he's like, no, I'm just, I'm gonna snap your legs. You're top heavy. Snap there. Wait, your legs beat. Like, which is true. But then I'm more bothered. Like, he murdered that guy who was in the beginning of the film. He murders a rapist. Daredevil committed murder pretty outright. Yeah, I remember people complaining early on. Like, he kills someone in the opening yeah. of that movie. But he after wants- the 30 minutes of watching this kid pretend to act. Yeah. Even though I do love of uh, 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 the uh, things I still enjoyed about this movie because watching it this time really made me like it a lot less. Uh-huh. Should have left it alone. But with the echolocation scene where the kid wakes up and he's like looking around and like they, that's visualized very Mostly well. Mostly the echolocation is done really well. I think yeah. that's all a pretty cool effect. But yeah, then he he murdered like number one. I don't like it when they make one of. I I really like about superheroes is like I play so many video games. Just I think from a just a design standpoint, your hero has to murder people because that you can't. You've seen when Batman chokes people out in Arkham City, he basically murders them. Like yeah. they aren't dead, right? Functionally, they're dead. So I, I they're just, or they're just like you are retarded forever. Yeah, like you got they have hit, brain you, damage. You got hit full force in the brain by this yeah. dude who has trained his entire life to hurt you. Yeah. And yeah. he punched you while spinning 900 miles an hour directly in the temple and you just fall down and grab your head. Oh, dear me. Well, meanwhile, in the comics, I just like that so many heroes don't kill people. Yeah. Like, that's what... That's the line they won't cross and I think that's interesting. Like, it, it, as when I was a kid, I thought it was so cool that I thought it was cool that Wolverine and the Punisher, they were so different in that they murdered. Now it, it is different to not be a murderer. Yeah. And also, just so easy, like, I've read now enough solo Wolverine books where Wolverine goes, well, I won this fight, slash, you throw up, you're dead, bye! I just, I mean, like I said on other episodes, I, and it's my, my bad for not reaching out more, but I'm still, I need to find more issues where Wolverine is actually killing people again. 
I just don't. Read the single issues. He murders people a lot in, the, in his, seri- in his, in his solo own, book. In his own yeah. book, yeah. Um, so anyway, when they made Daredevil, who is not a killer in his books, I mean, has he never killed anyone? No. He doesn't have that. They haven't made a specific thing right. of never killing anyone. Like, actually, when Frank Miller wrote him, he is almost borderline a killer. There's... There's a scene... He's a character I can see because he's very emotionally driven. Yeah. Like, I can see him, like, once every decade or something, he kills someone and then feels actual grief and anguish there, about it. That's fine. There's a scene in the Frank Miller-written uh, origin story from him, Man Without Fear, where he's this um, this hitman that, like, uh, kidnapped this girl he's chasing after, says, seriously, I'm don't get come any closer... And then he takes two shots. Daredevil knocks back both of the shots so they the bullets almost hit the guy. And then Daredevil says, I'm warning you, don't shoot again. The guy shoots the bullet. He knocks the bullet back in bet- right between the eyes. Kills wow. the guy. But, yeah. so, but the, in the movie, he just takes a nasty jerk, a nasty asshole who got off, like should have gone to jail and got uh, was found not guilty. And then he just like breaks his back and drops him in front of the train and just lets a train run and him over. Yells at him about it. Try a, with a poor attempt at being poetic. Oh, so many bad one liners. Justice. It's the C You're train. going to hell for the train. Ah, which is devil. which is on par with you know what happens when lightning to yeah. a toad when it's struck by lightning. Yeah, uh, that's one of the worst yeah. lines ever. Same thing that happens to everything, everything else. else. Oh, I like that. And then everyone's like. Like I'm sorry. And, you're and by the to way, cool. the next scene is the, what looks like the lightning carrying him out to sea. Yes, yes. He's not being shot by lightning. He's being. It was. He was like the most ambiguously murdered in the entire series and never came back. He got. He got thrown into the water on a summer day. <laughs> toad, we miss you. Yes, the toad is now dead in the ocean. He can't get out of the water. Well, we all daredevil won't kill Kingpin. Like he. It's because he's grown, see? Yeah, I guess so. He's yeah. now learned he's not a killer. Look, somewhere you, you in there. guys tell me when, when you're... I want to talk about something, but I don't want to detract any more movie talk. Well, uh... The Daredevil later. Real quick thing, uh, I just want to talk about Bullseye briefly. Oh. Bullseye! Dude, that's the greatest part about the film. So the Bullseye! Because the movie Bullseye. has... I remember I hated it because I was in a very cynical point in my life when I saw it, but man, that was wonderful. He, like, yeah, what's his Colin name? Farrell Colin Farrell pulled out all the motherfucking stops. Yeah, and he's... <laughs> he is chewing the scenery. He's chewing the scenery. Like, yeah, he hams it up big time. And I generally like movies where even if it's a mediocre role, but the actor's just like, I'm gonna do this. I'm, mm-hmm. like, 100%, I'm all in. Uma Thurman, Raul Julia comes to mind. Yeah, I think, movie. of all things, even, like, Raul Julia is a... He plays a good bison. He may not look or embody that character well, yeah. but... In his head, that he's is the, he's that trying is, way harder than the role demands. Seriously, yes. that is imbicing. He's, he's pouring actor prowess into a role that doesn't merit. Yes, at all. that's that's what I think draws most people yeah. away. You're like, why are you trying so hard? He's in one of his last role, like he's on borrowed time. He's yeah. filming that film. <laughs> he too. is dying, yes. and he's he's doing his best in the Street Fighter movie. Uh, yeah, um, but. Uh, the thing, yeah. So the crazy attitude they give Bullseye in that movie is like I've never read a story where he was behaving like that. And it's just an embellishment for the film, and that's fine, yeah. unless that does come from somewhere. But I'm not. I privy. mean, he's like smug in the comics. Yeah, I mean, he not, is. He's not crazy, uh, but yeah, it's but not he, like that where he's just like this super weirdo on top of that. Yeah. Um, but what was weird is 
after that movie came out in the Malieve comics, when Bendis Malieve, whenever Bullseye does show up, they give him the tattoo thing on his head yeah. and take him out of his normal costume. Um, and then I don't remember how long it was to actually show back in his classic Bullseye costume. Well, uh, I think it was a little before he joined the Dark Avengers. Like, okay. it was around that era. But he still has it. Like, the thing is carved into his head. He still yeah. has it. But he, uh... Well, people come back from the dead, so I think he could unget tattooed or I'm hoping he... That was something that bugged me in the comics for a while, was that, like, I think Bullseye is cool, but in small doses. Yeah. And he was running free for so long, so indiscriminately murdering people. Yeah. That, like, in the Dark Avengers books, when Bendis was writing him, I think Bendis, and also when Warren Ellis wrote him in Thunderbolts, both of them knew that they had to punish Bullseye in some way. Yeah. Like, and they, if he murdered indiscriminately, that should be, that, that can't happen, like... Norman Osborn would say, bad dog, whap, right. whap. Like, he'd at least do something, but when other people wrote him in that era, he was just like, it was just a cool, it was only about showing him killing people with cool stuff. And yeah. They overdid it. So, now that he's been dead for, I think, three years now. How'd he I, die? Uh, he got uh, killed by Daredevil. Uh, really? <coughs> this happens in the Diggle books. Yeah, oh, okay, it, that's why I didn't read it. It was the last, as uh, the devil was taking over Daredevil Jesus as the lead Christ. of the hand, uh, Daredevil then kills Bullseye, like stabs him with his billy club, and then he's uh, like, and that's that signals his turn to full evil that right. he had to come back from. I see. Now, that's also left Mark Wade in a really bad position, like he, that he hasn't, He's dealt with as best he could, but he basically just had one scene of Captain America saying, Hey, Daredevil, I have an issue too. But Captain America shows up and goes, Hey, Daredevil, I have to arrest you. You murdered Bullseye. We we know it. Yeah. And, oh, I remember that. That's a good scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good scene, but then they never talk about it again. Yeah. Like, though I also love that scene where, like, you're used to Cap being a badass, and Mark Wade is the biggest Cap fan in the world, so he's not trying to make Cap look bad, but. Cap throws his shield, Daredevil, because he's a guy who can dodge Bullseye. Yeah. He dodges the shield, catches it, and runs away with it. <laughs> so Cap starts chasing him. Like, yeah, that was cool. That's I a thought. great scene, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the way Daredevil is really good if you want to get in on the character. And also, what I like about the way Daredevil is, like, they really play up. They kind of. Bendis, especially uh, in his run, and Brubaker pretty much too. They forget he's blind. Like, functionally blind, he can't see anything. Like, they do talk up his senses and how he smells and hears and all this stuff so intensely. But they don't mention the fact that, like, functionally, he is sighted. Like, he just does everything a sighted person would do. So, in when Wade's writing him, he has all these things about, like, him smelling things, him hearing things, him his echolocation not being the exact same thing as sight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I. That's why I like a lot. Yeah, and the and the film does that too. The yeah, film has moments like that. Um, so my thing with Bullseye was this this weird kind of trivia bit of like, so he has no actual powers, right? And when you get to this weird point where Carolyn and I were talking, like, what's the difference between Hawkeye and Bullseye? And it's like, you know, they're both just like super expert marksmen. And yeah, I never really, even as a kid, and even now, I'm like, 
trick arrows versus you know kind of anything. But the I mean, even MacGyver. the even the new Hawkeye comic, he's kind of like I'll throw anything at you. Yeah, and, and Ultimate Hawkeye was the same way, and it's kind of like, are they the same thing at the core? I haven't. Well, that's why Bullseye was Hawkeye in the Dark Avengers. Right, yeah. that's true. Right, but I also think uh, I haven't read. I kind of I haven't read any Ultimates that wasn't written by Mark Miller. So I don't know how other people played with it, but in later books, especially Ultimate Avengers before Spider-Man died, before the death of Ultimate Spider-Man in the yeah. Ultimate Avengers books, I felt there were a number of scenes where they he Miller was heavily implying that he was previously Ultimate Bullseye before he became Ultimate Hawkeye. Yeah, because, I mean, that whole scene, I, I don't know if it's Ultimate 7 or whatever, but, like, when uh, the people come into Hawkeye's house to kill his family or whatever, it's, like, mm-hmm. his origin or something, and he, like, kills everyone in the room with all just the kitchen yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, that's in, uh, that's in the second volume okay, when, that's the, when the terrorists take over. Yeah. And, and, yeah, he does a very Bullseye thing of using every weapon in the house to kill people. Yeah. And then in the Ultimate Avengers, they talk about how... Like they make they force Punisher to be part of their team, and then they Hawkeye says, "Look, you you started out as a bad guy. You can turn good, though. It happens to all of us." Yeah. Like, and then in that same storyline, he uses a teleporting plane to hit the hit the Red Skull when he's holding the cosmic cube. Remember, uh, and yes. and Hawkeye says. Bullseye. Wow, nice. Like he says it. I was like, wow. Which Hawkeye would, any Hawk, regular yeah. Hawkeye would say. So I wondered that. I also love, quick aside, I love that Ultimate Avengers book, how they how they deal with the Red Skull at the end. Like when he's in his hospital bed, it's a really cool scene. But, I feel like I read that and that was where I stopped. With yeah. The, All right, but. I guess my, my, my big thing for Bullseye at the end was uh, uh, the bit that I. Keep forgetting the fact that he had an adamantium skeleton. Yeah, and the I, game, that was man. such a weird thing yeah. where it's like, so Wolverine has one, but the bit with him having it is like his healing factor is like what let him let him survive that process. <laughs> it prevents blood poisoning yeah. or marrow not getting yeah. out of well, his also, bone. Well, yeah, also like, can you be cut open completely and every yeah. bone in your body? Um, but it's like bullseye spine and like certain other bones are adamantium. But then it's like yeah. the person who did it to him is the the person who invented the process of the bonding. So, like, Wolverine was people who, like, learned it from Weapon X and they did it, but I think the bit with Bullseye was, like, it's the guy, this Japanese dude, who discovered the actual process, did it, and using magic herbs, uh, yeah. did it, and he doesn't suffer from it constantly. Ramon, but that's just kind of a weird, random, like, weird. he's not a mutant, he's no mutant powers, even though I felt as a kid somewhere I picked up that it was always speculated that he might be because he really yeah, doesn't that, miss. Yeah, that was back when everybody was a mutant back right. then. Like, I, the, his adamantium skeleton thing always kind of bugged me. It, were, it bugged me like when they gave Doc Ock adamantium arms. It was I... basically just turned into this arms race. New that entire storyline, by the way, Revenge of the Sinister Six. It's pretty cool. Is one of the most gratuitous. Just <laughs> I like this. Just, just... B-list character orgies you'll ever read. I mean, it's insane. It was. It By was, the time you get to, like, part five, it's just... I don't even know. Like, the panels are so big, they're just the pages now. It, yeah, it was... Well, it was Eric Larson's last book yes. before leaving, and so he was just like, I'll do this if you let me do everything I want. And so they brought back, like, 
I think they brought back the, probably the characters in like the first comic he read, whose name was like Gog. Gog, and, yes. Yeah, it was just a giant head who appears in like issue one hundred and twenty of Spider Man or something. Like it completely. Nobody knows who Gog no, is. I only know him because of this. He shows up like for two and then, panels. Like, and Deathlock and Death Ghost Lock Rider, and Ghost up, Rider but... and Hulk, yeah. and all the Sinister Six. So you've got like Hobgoblin and Doc Ock and Vulture and but Sandman. But also, Sandman turned into Glass Man in that story. Oh yeah. But but, but back then it was like people. I think some writers didn't like that Wolverine could come into their story and cut up their character, and so they said. Well, this guy couldn't be cut up by adamantium because he has adamantium. Bleh, or yeah, I mean, Spider Man can't break his arms. It's the true. The idea of like Doc Ock ever meeting Wolverine is like, well, this fight's now over. You've reduced yeah. it to a love. It's a game of pretend. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I have force that, field. That's why I like it when they step back from that game of pretend, where they just go find his. They're they're just really good. I think that's why Daredevil works is, uh, for me. I, uh, he's one of the most dependable. Uh, superheroes, as far uh-huh. as I'm concerned, but because he is so believable, and the movie starts out with Daredevil bleeding yeah. in a church, and I'm like, wow, that's that's and the beginning also, of like every Daredevil arc I've ever yeah. read. Yeah, and they also do a good job of like, much like Peter Parker, never really letting him have any semblance of a normal life, mm-hmm. especially the Bendis and Brubaker era. And he like, has terrible luck with women. Well, too. Yeah, I mean, well, Foggy too. Like he's yeah. just he's a pretty bad friend all around. <laughs> Um, we're at 45 minutes. Suddenly. Who's your favorite Daredevil girlfriend, by the way? I really liked, uh, what's her name, Maya from the Bendis era? Yeah, she was good. It was sad to see her go. Because it was another blind woman. Yeah. So it was like kind of cool to see him like try uh, to be normal. Echo? No, Echo. Echo no, no, no. Well, as a, as Echo a, is, if, I like if, their courtship. Electra was, uh, if Electra was deaf. I like their courtship. Uh, mm. That storyline bothered me because how long does Daredevil date anybody? There was a there was a gap because I got really into Daredevil. It was summer of '03, and I was like, mm. I was I don't know. I just really wanted to keep this comic this good buzz going, and like they interrupted the Daredevil storyline to do a five or six issue David Mack inter- interlude with uh, Echo, and yeah. it's all like David Mack painting and abstract nonsense. And yeah, I'm like, that's the that's the one I'm talking bad. about. That it's not that was... reprinted in any of the Bendis books. And I, yeah, I just, bad. I, yeah. well, it's, it's under the Marvel Knights logo. I well, that's see. that whole era was. Yeah, um, the fucking it's the Wake Up uh, five part series. That was, it might be. It was all David David yeah, Mack. Yeah. Mac. I was gonna. That's that's the one where the kid witnessed like. Goes catatonic after witnessing something Daredevil does. David Mack's not good. I'm just going to say that. Let's now. talk about this when we get back. What? Right. Wait, From wait. our break. Fine. Break. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the break of the episode. Of our special daredevilly, daredevilishly great episode of Cape Crisis. I want to thank you guys again for listening to the show. It's uh, it's always appreciated. All your fan love and support and uh, comments on on Twitter that I always read when you at reply me at h e n e r e y g on Twitter, and I do my best to reply to anybody who who uh, at replies me. So you know, hit me up if you have any questions. But anyway. If you want to support this podcast in ways other than just giving it an old listen, you can go to lasertimepodcast.com and help in so many ways. On the left side of the screen, you'll see a PayPal button for donations if you'd like to help us keep the show free. 
pay for any problems, uh, technical difficulties that pop up, all that. You could also buy t-shirts from a link right below the PayPal button. Also on the Laser Time Podcast page, if you'd rather just buy things through Amazon uh, of your own and give us no direct money, that you can still help us that way too. Whatever you buy through clicking on one of the Amazon links that are on the right side of the page, not just what you click on, the, the item you click on, but anything through that link, a little bit goes to lasertimepodcast.com and really helps keep things going. Also, if you're subscri- listening to this on iTunes, please be subscribing to the show and please give us a review. Reviews really help us out. They are really great. So five-star review, write something up, anything to say, I love the show, please. It would really make me happy, guys. And lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. So, this is so Daredevil-y, we can't not talk about it, Daredevil, but the one I'm going to suggest this week of Daredevil, it uh, just came out. It's the hardcover collection, I believe, of the first 12 issues of the Mark Wade Daredevil run. Uh, it's a really great run on the character, a fresh take on him. The Bendis and Brubaker stuff, which we've told you to read a bunch of times before, still worth checking out, too. But if you're looking for a more recent, uh, a little more super heroic, colorful take on, on Daredevil that still is awesome, check out the Mark Wade uh, run on the series, first 12 issues in this hardcover collection. You can pick up through the Amazon link on the page for this very episode at lasertimepodcast.com or capecrisis.com. All right. And so uh, now back to the rest of the show. David Mack is terrible. No, and we're back. No, dude, I, that dude. Whatever. I recommend that to everybody. Wake up. Uh, it's, wake it's, me it's up. Interesting. It's interesting. It's just like what, you have to think about. I they they interrupted a very good story because clearly people wanted a break, mm-hmm. and they took like five months. Like when a comic comes out once a month, and it's also sure. the summer. So sure. I'm like, it's the summer. And no I, more school. I'm off for college. And I read them at once all like, summer. last year and five months. And it was like a glorious interlude. I loved I absolutely loved it. Eh. The, the one of the covers of the book is has actually been uh, an image on Cape Crisis. I just That's a rare distinction. No, I, it's true. I think I gave all those issues to Rich cuz he speaks ASL, so. Oh, I really oh. I really like that. I, I did want it cuz we didn't mention who uh, who does Joey Pants play in the movie. Oh, he plays Ben Urich. He plays the, Ben Urich and ben, I, the uh, Daily Bugle news reporter. And I I'm one of he's the EIC of the, of the Daily Bugle. Is he? Mm-hmm. The website? No, it's a, it's a print it's still a print. Printed web now. I'm all over the place. Uh, with with Marvel, but I guess I, I think I read a lot of. I probably would say I'd read a lot of Bendis just purely by accident. And uh, he seems to love Europe. There are several, yeah, oh yeah. several, several in like every, but more so in Daredevil, like uh, the the wake up 
the wake up thing that you guys seem to hate is completely told from Yurik's perspective. No, Yurik is uh, Yurik's a cool character who, and he's someone that lets the writers speak for them, kind of thing too. I know that like, definitely Bendis as a nebbishy writer like likes Ben Yurik because like, he gets to write poetically about characters that he loves yeah. and then describe acts of ultra heroism. That doesn't really matter if they're taking place immediately or not. Mm. It's Ben Yurik reflecting on them. Yeah, and, I, I like the... And he was needed to be in a true Daredevil film, so it's cool he was in there. But I was annoyed that Joey Pants couldn't, like, dress up at all. Like, it was just he Joey didn't, Pants. Didn't even change. Like, every he, way he was dressed exactly how Joey Pants would yeah, have been. Every way he appeared on Carson Daly to promote The Sopranos... Yeah. That's how he dresses in the Daredevil movie. Also, yeah, Anthony Soprano's in this movie. Yes, this movie for two seconds. Yeah, uh, I'd say at least. Where, what seconds. the fuck? I just started reading it, just seeing that it was there. Daredevil End of Days, the death of Daredevil. Huh? I haven't read that. So it uh, started in, in October of last year, and hmm. it just—it's another Uruk-focused thing where Daredevil is murdered in the beginning by Bullseye by sticking a billy club through his skull. They've done the end books before. And they, they compare to it to that. Final... I just, I'm only seeing a wiki quote of Bendis saying, like, it's, you know, like that, but this is canon. It takes place in continuity. Huh. And no, I, don't, I, I don't know what they're setting up other than an army of younger Daredevils. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to I don't think know. that's the case. Daredevil Inc.? Mm. Perhaps. I mean, how long can that guy do it? Daredevil, always, isn't it strange that when you look at Ben Affleck playing him, but so is that's it, this is the David Mack cover. It's called Echo. Is the storyline I remember? Well, okay. I don't like. I don't care for that one with the Rosario Dawson lookalike on the top. That's her. But uh, but fucking Echo sucks. No, no. But I, just I don't up. mind her. I there just, was. There's a I'm great glad her character's dead. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that Hawkeye stepped in to pretend to be her. End of days <laughs> is end of days is super good, and I don't know what they're doing, and I only have that one quote to go on. Feel free to tweet me to clarify because I'm very confused if this is continuity or not because a lot of characters end up dying, mm-hmm. and I don't. It, so in this Daredevil a, 10th anniversary special episode, we've talked a lot about Daredevil. What so. else have you been That's about it. No, no, no. I wanted to say what this week's question of the week should be mm-hmm. about Daredevil as well. Mm-hmm. Which is, what's your favorite Daredevil moment? Like, a moment in a Daredevil comic book. I, I, I know I've said it before on the program, mm-hmm. but Mysterio's death in yeah. uh, one of the more recent... But it's it was... Beautiful because Daredevil is the sad sack, neg- semi-neglected character in the Marvel universe. He never gets to play with the Avengers. He doesn't mm. appear in anybody else's storylines really. Every time I see him, he's like getting his ass kicked or dead. And mm. other when he when he crosses over, and yeah. uh, and Mysterio's like, yeah, yeah, Spider Man's my main villain, but he doesn't even have time to listen to me soliloquy before I blow my brains out in front of you. <laughs> you and your pathetic nature have to sit here and listen to this. And I, yeah, I just decided to torture you. We barely know one another, but I'm going to murder myself in front of you. I did like that scene. I, lo- I fucking love that because Mysterio, I was, I, at the time, you know, because I was just getting into comics basically through the show and Mysterio was big when I was a kid. Like, whatever happened to him? And I'm like, oh my God, he still looks like that? Those deaths <laughs> barely stuck. Yeah. yeah. Also, did you know that Mysterio is, it seems to be, unless they rewrite it, uh, 
Mysterio seems to be the first Marvel character to cross over between universes. The new, uh, by specifically real Marvel and the, uh, the no Ultimate shit. Universe. And when what Ultimate in Spider Man? Yeah, in Spider Man, it was revealed that the Mysterio that oh. appear that first appears in the Ultimate Universe. Oh yeah, is our if our six one six is Mysterio huh. who tra- teleports there. Did right. you read Spider Man? Yeah, I read all of Spider Man. Was it good? It was. Good. Should I check it, it out? It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally check. caught you up like on all Miles. of it now. You like I, I Miles love Miles, and I'm I'm finished with Ultimate. The best scenes in it are just the scenes between Peter and Miles, mm-hmm. just being around each other. Like the plot is okay, but it's it's it's, I, it's good. Before I checked out uh, the <laughs> Miles saga, I remember checking it out and just seeing Peter Parker. Like, oh man, how, does, how are they going to make this crossover happen? Mm-hmm. And just flying. What's this? Purple light. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't yes. matter. That is exactly God what happened. Well, I, there's a funny scene in that where when uh, one of my favorite little scenes in it is Spider-Man. Uh, Peter Parker is in the Ultimate Universe meeting Ultimate Nick Fury for the first time. And he's telling him, like, Peter Parker's going, oh, this is kind of like my universe. Like, there's versions of you guys where I'm from. And Nick Fury goes, is, is there Nick Fury? He goes, like, yeah, he's white. And he goes like, yeah, he's white. And then Nick Fury goes, I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, End of days, I forgot about that. I wasn't entirely clear on that, but it may take place well in the future. Okay. Uh, uh, It sounds confusing, but it's by Bendis. Yeah, it's by Bendis. It's an eight-issue run. All right. Well, end of days. Um, Well, the uh, one I'm going to pick out, uh, though there's some great, great scenes in the Miller books and in Bendis and Brubaker. The one I'm going to pick out is from a recent uh, Mark Wade one, and it involves Spider-Man. But um, So, you know, there's always been these scenes of, like, saying how similar Spidey and Daredevil are, and they make a good team-up uh, uh, appearances together. But there's a cool scene in a, a recent crossover storyline that Mark Wade wrote where both Daredevil and Spider-Man jump off a building together. Is this the, pe- and, the people? Mm-hmm. He, get, he gets... Sorry, he gets faked anyway. It. He gets faked out. Yeah, the fake out thing. Yeah. Anyway, see, so yeah, no, no, but they, they're they're about to swing, but they're playing chicken with each other. Like, who's going to be the first to swing? Oh, and okay. Spider Man, even though he's got his spider sense to warn him, he gets scared first and shoots his uh. web and swings, and and Daredevil goes like, "I win." And nice. it was it was such a cool scene that's showing. That cool. Here's how they're different. He really is without fear. Yeah. Like, well, he, also, he definitely has a feeling of nothing to lose. Yeah, he has nothing to lose. And Spidey, it could show a lot about Spidey too, because maybe Spidey said, "I could kill my friend if I don't swing my web first. Well, I'm just going to be the bigger man here." Yeah. Which is strange because the Daredevil conducts himself like Bruce Wayne, but has a shitload of close people in his life, including. Mm-hmm. Very, very close girlfriend. You'd figure Foggy would be dead at this yeah, point. Just by, <laughs> yeah, just a lot by of proximity. Well, in that same storyline, there was a cool moment where, like, Spider Man walks up and sees, like, man, there's all these people getting kidnapped. Getting yeah. kidnapped or whatever, and he's, like, hiding behind a grate watching this stuff. And then Daredevil was like, what are you looking at? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. there are all these people out here. And he's like, there's nothing there. And he's like, Oh, those are holograms. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny. because Yeah, it was another one of those moments where Mark Wade's like, no, he can't see things. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, a, it's just light. It has no physical um, presence. So I you think, can't see it. I'm trying to think of an actual good moment. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in those runs that I mentioned earlier that made me love 
character, but one thing I remember that really kind of sunk it in a little was that the Decalogue story. Yeah, I love that. Um, which is a bunch of really cool covers uh, mm-hmm. on top of that. But, like, uh, there's just a scene where it's basically like an AA meeting where they're all meeting to talk about Daredevil and how, how Daredevil has touched my life in some way. And then yep. I don't remember what character it is because it's probably been eight years since I read this story or something, five, six years. And it's like uh, someone just like, you know... Daredevil's like a literal ninja, right? Like, he was trained by ninjas, right? And they're just kind of all, like, going around like this, and he's like... And this has been going on for, like, three issues, so it's like it keeps cutting back to this room full of people talking about Daredevil, and then someone's like, no, he has, like, real, like, misdirection powers, and you don't even realize it. Like, he's probably sitting in this room the whole time, and we didn't even notice, and it cuts over, and there's just a chair there, and it's like... He has been sitting there yeah. the entire time, and you're like, "What?" And then when you flip back, he's a dude wearing a red hat. And yeah, he's in back, the whole story, yeah, and you're like, been... "God damn it!" Like that's a really cool like little nod that like he just knows how to blend in and not like that's a the ninja thing. Mm. And yes, yes. <laughs> um, so that was kind of, cool. and I also like uh, I think it's it's not Return of the King. It's it's Daredevil fifty, hours, I think, no. before they renumber or whatever, but. When he basically throws King, he like runs over Kingpin into a bar, and yeah. then like takes his mask off in front of everyone oh. and says yeah, like, beats... "I run this place now. You answer to me. Yeah. If you don't run, if you don't live right, get out of this town, or I'm coming for you." And I... that's when they took the five month break to tell me about Echo. Dude, like, that's that's yeah. what happens in End of Days. Is that it starts out he. Tells the camping leaves town, comes back, and just murders him in public in front of everybody. Uh, that, it doesn't go that far. But yeah, that I tried everything. I felt that scene was cool, but I felt Ben is bitched out the kingpin too much. Like he made made the kingpin look uh, too weak. Yeah, a little. Because even the way he's drawn in that point, he he's looks smaller. He's kind of small, and it's well, like, what? That was also a, they started to undo that a little in Brubaker's run, yeah. but. In Benson Run, like, it was the real world. Like, no one's that huge in the real world. Yeah, so he's going to be drawn as, like, a muscular fat guy. That's yeah, not and, the skull-crushing hands. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's how they draw everybody, and I get yeah. that. But then when Brubaker took over and it was Michael Lark drawing, oh, man. Michael Lark draws, he draws it gritty, yeah. but they exist in a soup. They do exist in the same world as, as uh, uh, the thing. The thing, or the... God, I'm so embarrassed I can't remember his name. But the uh, the Spider-Man uh, villain mafia dude with the... Hammerhead. Hammerhead. Hammerhead's yeah. in it with yeah. his <laughs> hammerhead. That reminds me, though, like I think one of the first issues of Brubaker, because that storyline ends with Matt Murdock in prison. Yeah. And like the next issue, or maybe it's that issue even, it's just this great fake out where like somebody in an orange jumpsuit is causing trouble and these cops walk up. And are like, hey, you, what are you doing? You're roughing up this dude. What's going on? And it just seems like this weird non sequitur. You're like, why are we even? Why do we even care what's going on over <laughs> here? And the dude turns around. It's the last page of the comic, and the guy turns around. You see the sword jumpsuit. Looks like a normal nothing guy. And the guy puts up his gun, and he's like, freeze. You know, you're under arrest or whatever. And the guy puts up his hands. And he's like. Take me away. And he, when he raises his hands, the, jet, the, the the orange jumpsuit was unbuttoned and it kind of opens a little and you can clearly see a Punisher skull underneath yeah, the shirt. Was, and you're like, ah! I love when the Punisher and Daredevil like get together. Like, yes, because Punisher hadn't been in the Marvel proper universe because he'd been all in the Max stuff, which is totally separate. So they hadn't put Punisher in the superhero world in a long time. Yeah. So seeing him there, and he basically gets himself thrown in prisons to get Daredevil to talk out. To, yeah, it was and great. That was such a cool, like, and you're not expecting, and they're not like, guest starring the Punisher or anything like that. It's actual mm-hmm. surprise and delight to go, what? 
Yeah. The Punisher? It was so, yeah, so Bendis and Brubaker, read them, guys. Yes. But, um, uh, but you probably got to catch a train or something. Yeah, right? so let's, uh, and it's not, it's, it's, not the, it's not the tunnel to heaven. It's not. <laughs> it's just the Bart. Uh, the Bart to Richmond. Um, guys, uh, this has been Man, fun. I didn't but get so to talk about the, Death of the Family or Aqu- is I'm for, enjoying Aquaman. I'm just getting it all out we'll there. We'll talk next week My about disappointment it, sure. with Death of the Family. Yeah, nobody died, huh? Nobody died. I didn't say that, but no. uh, but yeah. So we'll talk about that all next time on a on a regular episode of Cape Crisis. Yes. But in the comment or on the forums, don't forget to answer the question about what your favorite Daredevil moment is, and why don't you you know find some way to watch maybe buy Daredevil on DVD through a link to Amazon. It's and apparently and not on Netflix yourself. Instant, so but yeah, just. Watch Daredevil and, remind, and and enjoy uh, the same thing we enjoyed this very night. And until next time, vgempire.com. Oh, VG, yeah, until next time, we have plugs. Lasertimepodcast.com. Wake me up inside. Video games. Video games. Video game apocalypse. Video game apocalypse. Video game apocalypse.com. Try and spell it. Or video game apocalypse.com. SEO whore. Mm. Yes. Uh, VGEmpire.com. Game music podcast. Uh, yeah. And cheap have... popcast. If you didn't listen to the Royal Rumble episode, you oughta. It was oh, a good time. Is it ActRaiser? ActRaiser and Friends was the most recent VG Empire. So ActRaiser, Illusion of Gaia, and Soul Blazer. Before that, it was, uh, I believe, I was on that. Uh, the, the Cavalcade of Sports. And oh, then before no. that was the All Ninja Turtles episode. really good. Cavalcade of Sports Cavalcade is the most Sports super And I make a fun, uh, if, like, fun cameo. For Henry's appearance, a, a first for us. Yes. But, all right. So listen to all that, guys. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!